Hey guys, WFAN the Kid here, and today I will be sharing with you my Week 8 NFL predictions. Last week, it was an interesting week. I did quite well, better than I've done in a while. I went 9-5 and five on my picks, which I'm definitely content with that. I am. Some of the ones that I didn't expect happening were the Patriots losing to the Bears by quite a lot. Mac Jones just looked terrible coming back from that injury, and Bailey Zappi had us fooled for a little bit when he first came in, but as the game went on, it became apparent that he might not be that guy for the Patriots. Then there was also Sunday where the veteran quarterbacks had a tough time, Rodgers and Green Bay went into Washington and lost narrowly to the Commanders. And of course, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers season kind of also in shambles. They sit at 3-4, and four, uh, tied with the Falcons for first place in that terrible NFC South. They lost 21-3 to three to P.J. Walker and the Panthers. That In that week... The Panthers had announced that P.J. Walker would be starting. They got rid of Robbie Anderson. They did everything in their own power to lose that game. And the Buccaneers still wound up getting blown out. And it's not Brady's fault. He had just shy of 300 passing yards in that game. So you can't really blame him. There was like a catch or two that his receiver should have held on to. That could have been touchdowns. But I do not know exactly what they need to do to get it right, but I know that they do need something to change, and that brings us into our first game of Week 8, which is Thursday Night Football, the Ravens, and the Buccaneers. Any and everybody that I've seen picking this game has said the Ravens, and I understand why they would, but I have the Buccaneers. Tom Brady did not come back to have a pathetic losing season I think he turns it around some way, somehow, with his Brady magic at home tonight, like we've all seen him do so many times before. Do I think it'll be an incredible win? No. I think they will narrowly beat the Ravens. And in order for that to happen, Evans is going to need to be on point. And even more importantly than that, the Buccaneers' defense is going to have to get back to what we saw in the first few weeks of the season. They were a scary defense to play against. Not last week when they gave up three touchdowns to the Panthers, but they need to return to that, putting pressure on the quarterback, making life difficult for the offense as a whole, not allowing the run game to have any big gains. And yeah, I think that the Bucks will pull it off. And we have a London game this week. We have the Broncos and the Jaguars in London. The Jaguars did lose James Robinson this past week. My Jets made a trade for him in an attempt for replacing Brees Hall. I'll get more into it about the Jets and Brees Hall in a bit. And the Broncos just lost to the Jets also. So they both stand at two wins. This is kind of a must-win game for both teams. I say that the Broncos do it. Russell Wilson is most likely going to be coming back. He said he intends to play. We shall see. But I don't think that the Jaguars 
are good enough to get past that Broncos defense. Then the Dolphins and the Lions open up our Sunday games. I'm going to take two and the Dolphins, which I'm also seeing a lot of people disagree with me on. I understand the Lions are a young team, good team. Their offense has been very streaky. There are some games that we've seen them put up 40 points. There are some games more recently where I've seen them put up zero, like against the Patriots or three last week against Dallas. So it really just depends on the day. But Tua looked pretty all right in his first game back. I think he'll get a little bit more comfortable as the season continues with this game. With just moving forward, I think Tua will get back into his groove that we saw him in the first three games of the year just play lights out. He had that insane comeback against the Baltimore Ravens. He he beat Josh Allen and the Bills. It's their only loss so far. So if he could return to how he was playing before injury, the sky is the limit for the Dolphins. Then the Panthers and the Falcons. This is an interesting divisional matchup and a really important divisional matchup too. I said the Falcons are going to win it. I really like the way that their offense is looking. They beat the 49ers not too long ago in what was a really good performance. Kyle Pitts is a difference maker on that team. And the running game could be improved upon. Defense also could be improved upon, but I think they have what it takes to take P.J. Walker. I think, I have to say it was a fluke beating Tampa Bay. I don't see them going out and having another performance like that, especially another defensive performance like that where they only give up a field goal. Then the Cardinals and the Vikings. This is another fun matchup. For this game, I am going to have to go with the Arizona Cardinals. They looked phenomenal when D-Hop's return last Thursday night against the Saints. And I think Kyler Murray is going to have a fantastic game. Last time, last season, these two teams did meet. The Cardinals won that one. And I think they will win this one as well. As good as the Vikings have been, they've really had a fantastic first six games. JJ is back. I just think that the offense will outpower that of the Vikings, which is essentially what we saw against the Saints. Then the Bears and the Cowboys. The Bears looked fantastic against New England, and that's not an easy defense to go up against, especially on the road, and do what they did and score 30-plus points. So that makes me a little bit apprehensive about this, just slightly, to pick the Cowboys. The Cowboys are also doing very well, but it's kind of because of their defense. Dak had an, a meh first game back, but it's because of the defense that they've been thriving and winning a lot of the games that they have so far this season. And like none of us expected the Cowboys defense to be doing what they are right now. Micah Parsons could very well repeat as defensive player of the year. Well, he won defensive rookie of the year last year. This time he might be defensive player of the year, like the way he's playing. Uh, and Justin Fields did have his first really, really solid game of the year where the offense kind of just destroyed the opposition. 
but I I, th- I don't think he could do it as hot as the Cowboys' defense is, so give me Dallas. Then the Raiders and the Saints. Another matchup where both teams are kind of fighting for their seasons, keep some hope alive, get any momentum they can. I am honestly shocked to see the Raiders at 2-4. and four. I thought they would be doing so much better. I, I had them winning that AFC West. Not looking like that's going to happen with the Chiefs and the Chargers. But they still have time excuse me, to turn this around and become a playoff team at the very least. I think they can take care of the Saints on the road. The Saints don't really have an identity yet to me. Like, they don't have a quarterback that I'm confident in. They've kind of been switching it up between... We've well, we've kind of seen everybody this year. We've seen Jameis Winston. We've seen Andy Dalton. We've seen Ian Book come in to run at times, even throw some passes. I mean, I'm sorry, I said Ian Book. I meant Taysom Hill to come in and run sometimes and throw passes. So they're really kind of all over the place, I feel like, at this time. Then a really, really fun rivalry. The Steelers and the Eagles. Not too much to say about this one, besides the fact that it is a rivalry, but I'm picking the Eagles. I cannot see their defense... Their they're defensive. Their undefeated season come to an end, is what I meant. At the hands of the Steelers. Kenny Pickett, not to make fun of his name, but way too many picks. He had three against the Jets. And he had a couple against Miami. And this little bit that he's been starting, he's done way too many turnovers and just he has not been the guy that we saw at the University of Pittsburgh he did manage to beat the Bucks, who are struggling and I give him credit for that he played half that game but it's not been that easy for him yet and I can't see him going up against the only remaining undefeated team in a rivalry like this where all of Pennsylvania is going to be paying attention to that game and performing extremely well. I can't see it. The next one coming up is the last and final 1 o'clock game on the slate. And it's one that I've been waiting for. The Patriots versus my New York Jets. The Jets are sitting at 5-2. and two, And I could not be more thrilled with the start that we've had to this season. In large part, it has been because of Brees Hall who's been absolutely outstanding. He is so fast, as he proves again with a 60-plus yard touchdown run against the Broncos, that you cannot lay a finger on him. Because if you give him an inch of space, he's going to take off, and you're not going to catch him. He's also had some really nice receptions. He had over 100 receiving yards against Miami in that game, which is... Not easy to do. Miami's a respectable defense. And he's just been a difference maker. Kind of a sure bet for Offensive Rookie of the Year. And then the heartbreaking news, which I did not think this was the case at the time that he came off the field, but it was confirmed that he has a torn ACL 
and we will not see him again until next season. It really is heartbreaking to see that. We did get James Robinson, as I alluded to earlier in this podcast. So it's uh, going to be Michael and Car- Michael Carter and James Robinson sharing the ball. Uh, just taking turns, getting the handoffs. I really hope that Michael Carter, particularly because he was with the team last season, had a really good year that he can perform well. Because going into this year, I, at least I was expecting him to be the running back number one. And that quickly changed after we saw what Brees was capable of. But I do have confidence in him. Not to say I don't like us going and get James Robinson, because we do need two solid running backs. But yeah, it's it's a tough situation. But getting back into the outcome of this game... I was a little bit on the fence until I saw how terribly the Patriots played, and more importantly, how terrible Mac Jones was against the Bears. And Mac Jones is going to start against the Jets. It was announced. So I think that the Jets will beat the Patriots for the first time in 12 games. We have a 12-game losing streak to the Patriots, which is just terrible. Since I've been a hardcore Jets fan, I cannot... Remember, a win against the Patriots. And that's really what I've hoped for for so long, because I despise them. I despise New England. Nothing against certain players I have there now, but it's just been so hard watching them beat my Jets year after year. One more thing I do want to touch on is Zach Wilson needs to step it up. With Brees Hall gone, he needs to be throwing the ball more and finding open receivers. There's too many times against Denver where there was an open receiver he overthrew, underthrew, and that cannot continue happening. He's failed to reach 150 yards in each of his last two starts, which is terrible. So hopefully he can get it together and give the Jets the W. Then we move into the 4 o'clock games, the Titans and the Texans. The Texans do only have the one win, but they've looked a lot better than I thought they would. They've been competitive in a lot of games. They don't give up easily, and I think that they will make life difficult for the Titans, both offensively and defensively, but I do believe that they will fall just short. Damian Pierce has been a bright spot for that team, and also Davis Mills, in his first full year as a starter for the Texans, has been all right. The Titans, on a four-game winning streak, are just kind of unstoppable right now. Derrick Henry has been great. The Titans' defense has stepped up at times, and I think that they're going to get it done. Then we have the Giants and the Seahawks. The Giants are rolling. They're 6-1 and one right now under Brian Dable. They did make a trade today. They got rid of Kadarius Toney, who had a really nice rookie season, has struggled to stay healthy as of late. He did miss time last season, and he's missed the entire season basically so far. I believe he has this year. So the Giants made the decision. They wanted him to go got two draft picks in return. 
But to go to Seattle, across the country, and play Geno Smith, who has been lights out. Not to take anything away from Daniel Jones, but he hasn't been having quite the impact that Geno has. Like, he's not throwing the same amount of touchdowns, not the same yardage. And I feel like the Giants have been in a lot more close, nitty-gritty games than the Seahawks have. If you look at the games, each team has won. So I'm going to have to pick the Seahawks in this one at home. I think it'll be a close, good game. The only t game this week with two teams with winning records. I don't think any of us thought that either of these teams would have winning records nearly halfway through the year, but they do. Then the Commanders and Colts would have been Carson Wentz, but I'm pretty sure he is still out, and Heineke will get the start. And Heineke is good. I mean, he just beat Aaron Rodgers at home. He had a nice, solid game. I did not think that they would be able to do that. In fact, I thought Aaron Rodgers would rebound and destroy the Commanders, but he did not. And the Colts are going through a quarterback change. They have decided to bench Matt Ryan for the remainder of the season. And Sam Ellinger is going to be called upon to try and salvage their season. I am going to pick the Colts in this one. I think what I saw from Sam Ellinger in college was really good. Haven't seen anything from him at the NFL level yet. This will be his first start. It's not a great defense that the Commanders have, I think. That is definitely a bright spot to look at for Ellinger in his first start. Jonathan Taylor is back. He is due for a big game because... I have him on fantasy, and he has not been doing good enough. So, I'm going to give the Colts the benefit of the doubt. Then we have the Rams and the Niners. The 49ers, to my surprise, took the first meeting this year against the Rams. This time, I'm going to say the Rams get the win. These are pretty big rivals, interstate rivals, divisional rivals. They even met in last year's NFC Championship, which we all know the Rams won. To see the Rams sitting at 500 right now, 3-3 three and three at this point in the year, is not what I expected. It's not what a lot of people expected. Their defense has not been what it was last year with Aaron Donald. They did lose Von Miller, which I guess does hurt them a bit. But I still think the Rams can get it done. Stafford and Cup are going to have to be electric in this game. Going to have to be really in sync to get it done, but I think that they can. Then we have Sunday Night Football. The Bills and the Packers. Not too much to say about this one. I think Josh Allen is going to very handily beat Aaron Rodgers the way he's looking. They've lost three straight games to the Giants, Jets, and Commanders. While the Giants and Jets have performed really well, you look at Aaron Rodgers and compare him to Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, and Heineke. It's not really a contest there, you would think, but he has managed to lose each and every one of those games. 
And if he's losing to those quarterbacks, those teams, not a speck of hope in my mind that he's going to go to Buffalo at night, on prime time, Sunday night, and go to the Bills Mafia and get that W. So, Josh Allen, this should be a pretty easy game for you. I think they're going in as like two touchdown favorites or something. And, yeah, should be easy. Then the Bengals and the Browns on Halloween. Last year on Halloween, the Bengals played my Jets, and the Jets beat them. Will they lose on Halloween again? No. They are going to be without Jamar Chase. He is going to be out four to six weeks with a hip injury. But they still have plenty of other receivers. They have Joe Mixon. They have Boyd. They have uh, T. Higgins. To get it done against a struggling Cleveland Browns. The Browns have now lost four straight. A lot of them have been fairly close. They kept it close against Baltimore, which I lost last week. But it's it's just missing out on a true good starting quarterback, which I think they had. They had Baker Mayfield, who was familiar with the players, familiar with the coaches. But they said, no, we want to go and get Deshaun Watson. That was the risk they took. And at least for this year, it has not paid off. Because he has not seen the field. He is going to be out, I believe, until the 10th week of the season, I think it is. And then he'll get to come back and play. And I think they were hoping for like a 500-ish record when that time was going to come around. It's not looking like it. It really is not. I thought that Chubb and Kareem would be a lot more effective than they have been. At least Kareem has been disappointing me. Chubb has been fairly alright. But they are, they're supposed to be a scary duo at the running back position. And it just hasn't worked out for them this year. So I'm going to give the Bengals that Halloween win. It should be a fun Battle of Ohio on Monday night. And that wraps it up. For this episode of the Weekly Picks, thank you for listening. I'm WFA and the Kid.